This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. It is Crystal Gale here. I am really excited to be able to speak this morning. This is my first time talking uh and preaching for our online community. So hello, um, sorry it's taken so long. Um, we have three young children, so sometimes it takes us a minute to get these things going. But nonetheless, I'm glad to be here. Um, I'm glad to be sharing with you this morning. Um, I have the privilege of kicking off our Change Your World series. Um, and really, today I wanna to talk about John the Baptist. Um, he was a cousin to Jesus. He was part of the fulfillment of scripture. Um, and John understanding who he was in relation to Jesus um, was vital to God's timeline for our restoration, reconciliation, and salvation. Um, because John understood his purpose, he was able to change his world. Um, so I'm excited to kick off this series this morning. I'm going to pray, and uh, then we're going to jump right in. Lord, I thank you um, for this church. I thank you for the, this word. I thank you, Lord, um, that this word as it comes out of me will be breathed on by the Holy Spirit. I pray, God, that everyone who hears this will be touched by you. I just pray, Jesus, that you visit people, that you minister to people as we share your word this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So let's just jump right in. Um, if you can turn to John chapter 1. Uh, verses six through eight. That's where we're going to start. I am going to be reading from my actual Bible this morning, um, but uh, you guys can read your Bibles however you want to read them. I might jump into um, my device here just to read a different scripture, but for now we're going to start in John chapter one. Um, so change your world can be such a broad statement, um, but I want to make it smaller. I want to make it... Um, uh, more tangible for you so you can hear it and see the possibility of it for you. Um, we don't change our world just because we're good at what we do. We don't change our world just because um, we keep saying it. We don't change our world because we will it to be so. Um, we have the ability to change our world because we're image bearers of God, because of Jesus inside of us. Um, and that leads into my first point. The first point is we're all born with the ability to change our world because we're born embedded with God's purpose. I'm going to read that one more time. We're all born with the ability to change our world because we're born embedded with God's purpose. Um, let's jump into John chapter one, um, verses six through eight. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. John wasn't confused about who he was and what he was called to do. It, his, his purpose wasn't derived from culture. It wasn't um, 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 thrust upon him by others. It was a direct mandate from God. Um, his life and how he lived it was directly connected to Jesus. We're all born with that ability. We're all born with the ability to change our world. Um, who we are 
and what we're called to do doesn't come from um, well-meaning parents. It doesn't come from even our own personal desires and wants. It comes from God. It comes from making Jesus Lord of our lives, and it comes from living in a way that glorifies him. Everything else is just the beauty of life. <laughs> I know it sounds so um, trivial and, and, and maybe not this big transformative thing, but changing your world is directly connected to knowing who we are in Christ. And that was John. I'm going to continue reading in John 1, verse 19 um, through 28. I might jump and skip a few verses in there, but um, this was John's testimony. So this is John talking now. He was very clear about who he was. Um, then this was John's testimony when the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him, who are you? He didn't deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. What then, they asked him. Are you Elijah? I am not, he said. Are you the prophet? No, he answered. Who are you then, they asked. We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What can you tell us about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, just as Isaiah the prophet said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. So they asked him, why then do you baptize if you aren't the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet? John answered, I baptize with water. Someone stands among you but you don't know him. He is the one coming after me, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to untie. All this happened in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. And this leads into the second point. Confidence to change your world comes from the ability to read and understand your seasons in life. So you know me, I'm all about seasons. I talk about seasons all the time. Um, I think it's one of my um, life things to talk about the seasons that you're in because it's so vitally important to understand when to transition, when to move. The worst thing ever is to be in a place longer than you should be there or to keep relationships longer than you should have them because of some weird sense of loyalty. One of the hardest and most interesting things about living this journey of life is coming to know the movements of God and how we move with him. This doesn't come, um, it's not something that, that um, is innate to a lot of us. It's something that we have to train ourselves to do. It's something that we have to train our spirit to be sensitive to because the Holy Spirit is always talking. We just have to be able to hear him and know what he's saying in those times. And John recognized the season and time he was living in. He knew that he was there to prepare a way and he knew that Jesus was coming to save people. And he knew that his role and his time in that in God's timeline was limited. He knew that I have to maximize everything that God has called me to do in this time period that he's, that he's called me to do it. Because I don't want to be, I want to fulfill the purpose that God has put inside of me. In John 1, 35 through 36, we're going to hang out in John 1 for a minute here. Um, again, the next day. John stood with two of his disciples and looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, behold, the Lamb of God. John knew who he was. He knew who Jesus was. He knew what he was called to do in light of who Jesus is. And he wasn't, he was unapologetic about it. 
and we need to be the same. Um, we need to have confidence in our ability to hear what the spirit of God is saying at this time. Um, one of the things uh, I've learned over the years is that um, sometimes we get overwhelmed with sometimes the seasons that we're in. We're thinking, when is this going to end? When am I going to, when am I going to move from this time? When am I going to move into something new? How is my life going to change? I don't want my life to stay here and remain here. And I think sometimes Yes, there are times we need to shift and move, but there are times where the Holy Spirit is doing something in us and through us in those times. And it's so important in every season of life to recognize what God is speaking and what he's doing, because it's so easy to miss it. Because if we don't get it, we will find ourselves, we'll go through these cycles. You keep finding yourself circling back around to the same thing. And you're like, I thought I dealt with this. I thought um, I overcame this, but you just keep circling around. God is always speaking. He is always doing something. It is our responsibility to have ears trained to listen and to have the ability to say, yes, I'm gonna follow you. I'm gonna do what you're telling me to do. I'm gonna be obedient in this season of my life so I can transition smoothly into the next season. Second point again, confidence to change your world comes from the ability to read and understand your season of life. Okay, so before we move on, um, I just wanna do a quick little um, recap here. So point number one, um, we're all born with the ability to change our world because we're born embedded with God's purpose. Um, I want to remind you um, one of my favorite scriptures, and you might hear me say that often because I have a lot of favorite scriptures, but really one of my favorite scriptures is Jeremiah 1 5. Um, and it reads, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. And it's so important for us to remember that we're created in the image of God. It's all tied to purpose, destiny, fulfilling God's plan for our lives. It's all, it all comes together from understanding that God knew us before we were even born into this world. That's why we have the ability to change our world. That's how, that's how we can have the confidence to change our world because we, we, we know who we are we know we've come from God. We know who Jesus is and what he's done for us. And that transitions into living a life that is um, holy before him, living a life where we're able to hear him and know him, living a life that is sensitive to the movement of of, of God's plan and his purpose for us, but for this world. We are part of a bigger picture. Me by myself cannot change the whole world. Me with you and with, with her, with him, with others, we have the ability to change our world together because we're locked in to who God has called us to, to be. Amen? So um, point number two, again, confidence to change your world comes from the ability to read and understand your seasons of life and then this brings us to point number three. In order to change your world, you need to be 
you need to refuse to be imprisoned by your doubt. Um, point number three, again, in order to change your world, you need to refuse to be imprisoned by your doubt. Listen, doubt is a very real thing. Um, the questions, the confusion, it's real. This isn't, um, this isn't something we're just pulling out of the air. I think if you've been a Christian for any amount of time, you've had to battle doubt. You've had to battle those thoughts that, that tell you, is this real? Is this true? Um, and I want to read something about John here. This is in Matthew chapter 11, if you'll turn there um, with you, with me. Um, not long before this reading, we're going to jump in in a second. John was declaring who Jesus is. We read that earlier in John uh, chapter 1 that John was like, behold, the Lamb of God um, who comes to take away the sin of the world. This was John talking about Jesus. He saw Jesus and he said, I know who you are. I know what you're here to do. And now we jump into, this is Matthew chapter 11. Um, we're going to read it here in a minute. John, this is after he's been imprisoned. Um, this is um, I'm not quite sure what the time frame is, but he'd already baptized Jesus, um, and um, Jesus was was doing ministry. Jesus was doing his thing. So we're gonna pick up in Matthew 11, chapter one. Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his twelve disciples that he departed from there to teach and preach in this in their cities. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ. He sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one, or are we to look for another? Jesus answered and said to him, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who was not offended because of me. So this is John sending a message to Jesus, asking him, are you the coming one? Or do we look for another? But not long before that, John was declaring who Jesus was. Um, the Bible doesn't go into great depth about what John was going through um, while he was in prison. I, I don't know. But the question sent to Jesus made me pause. Like, why is he asking this? Um, I don't know. But maybe prison messed with his mind. He allowed doubt to creep in and diminish and remove the truth that he knew. Um, I can only imagine his struggle. His purpose is tied to Jesus. If Jesus isn't the son of God, his time in the wilderness, his time in prison means nothing. Imagine the battle in his mind. He's been removed from the life he's known. He's in there and he's... he's facing imminent death. He doesn't know what, what's going to happen in his life. Um, and he sends this message to Jesus. And I know that we face similar struggles. We, all, we can't always see how God used us, how he's going to use us to change our world. We don't always see what God sees. We doubt his purpose inside of us. We listen to the lies of how the passing of time excludes us from anything significant. These doubts, they're lies. They're straight up lies. Because we know, like we read before, that God knew us 
in our mother's womb. He knew us before he put us in there. He stamped us with purpose before that. Another great scripture is Ephesians chapter one. If you're ever struggling with identity, I encourage you to read Ephesians. That book will remind you of who you are in Christ. It will remind you of what God's created you to do and how you can live out a um, an authority-filled Christian life. And I can only imagine here what John is going through. He's in prison and he doesn't know, why am I in prison if this is Jesus who's come to set us all free? Why am I going through this when um, I knew that this was my purpose? And, and what I love about this, listen, we're gonna continue reading in a second here. Matthew 11, verse seven. Um, what I love about this is even after John asks this, Jesus responds, and then he says, then he says this, this is in Matthew chapter seven now, um, sorry, Matthew chapter 11, verse seven. He says, as they departed, this was John's disciples now, as they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, what did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Hmm. I love this because Jesus reaffirms John's identity. Jesus says, look at what I'm doing, but let me remind you all of who John is. Let me remind you of the fact that this is the one who was coming before me to make a declaration of who I am and what I've come to do. John might have been battling in his mind, but Jesus was there to reaffirm and say, I know who you are. I know what I've called you to do and you've lived and you fulfilled your purpose because of what you've been sent here to do. And I am here to, to remind you of who you are in God's big picture and God's big plan for each one of us. So doubt will try to take you out. And I know that sounds very Canadian, but it's true. It will try and take you out. It will cause you to step off the path that God's called you to do, called you to. It'll cause you to question the things that have um, already been in your heart. That is what doubt will do. Um, doubt will um, cause you to be confused about who Jesus is, about who God is, and what he's capable of doing in your life. Um, and I want to encourage you um, the only way to silence doubt is to remind ourselves of who Jesus is. 
We look to so many other things, so many other people, um, and we lose ourselves. We lose ourselves in all those things, creating these external disciplines um, that do help because we do need discipline, but the, the crux of it, the heart of it um, is internal. It's spiritual. And the only thing that can really settle the doubts, the uncertainty in our hearts and in our minds is knowing who we are in relation to Jesus. We have to be reaffirmed by Jesus. We have to be reaffirmed um, in faith and who Jesus has called us to be. I want to encourage you today. Doubt is, you are not the only person struggling with doubt. You are not the only person struggling with your thought life, but God has given us the ability to be able to fight. We can fight it. We don't have to give into it. We don't have to live there. It's a battle. But listen, just like Jesus did, he reaffirmed John. He reaffirmed his purpose. He reaffirmed who he called him to be. And that is what Jesus will do for you. And that's what Jesus does for me. I just want to, I, I want to share something with you. Um, over the last little while, it's been such a, an amazing, interesting year and season. I know for all of us, um, just the things going on in the world, just the reality of life right now, the challenges, um, the blessings and the challenges, they all go hand in hand, right? Um, but just the other day, I was uh, at home. I think I was doing something that you just do. I could have been washing dishes or doing laundry, the laundry that never ends. Um, and I remember having a moment thinking, I am so tired of this. <laughs> I'm tired of laundry. I'm tired of dishes. I am tired of just the way things are right now. And I was just having a moment with the Lord. I was talking to him and I was like, Lord, I just had a moment of frustration. And um, this is the season. I was talking about seasons. Um, this is the season of my life that I'm in right now. And um, the Holy Spirit, and I shared this with our, our serve team, uh, I think last Sunday, the Holy Spirit reminded me. He reminded me, he said, you don't do this for you. You don't wash dishes. You don't do the laundry. You don't take care of your kids. You don't um, honor your husband, all these things. You don't do all of these things for yourself. You do this as unto me. And I remember in being checked in my spirit, just like, you know what, Lord, you're right. <laughs> um, but it was a moment that I needed to hear his voice. This season of life that I'm in comes with challenges. It comes with those thoughts of when am I going to get to do some of the things that I really, 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 really want to do. And God is reminding me that the season I'm in has value, that I'm changing my world in the season I'm in right now. It might seem like it's little things that I'm doing, but every single day that I choose to serve as unto the Lord, I am honoring him and I am changing my world. There are emotions and things attached to where we are right now. 
but I want to encourage you that you have the ability to change your, your, change your world. You have the ability to move forward in what God has called you to do. And I don't want you to be discouraged or caught up with what's going on and the, the impossibility of it all. Because who we are and what we've been called to do um, is directly connected to Jesus. Why is all of this important? Why? Why is changing our world important? Why are we living this life? Why are we here? It's important because you are alive. You're here. This means that God's plan for you is not finished yet. It means that there's something that he is wanting to do in you and through you, and it can only be done by you. And sometimes we get caught up in comparison, looking at this person, looking at that person. You can only do what God's called you to do. You can only know your season and transition in your season. It is not for you to be about other people's business. You are to be about your father's business. I am to be about God's business. Everything I do, I do as unto the Lord. If I want to love my husband well, if I want to honor my husband well, I have to do it as unto the Lord. If I want to love my kids and teach them about Jesus, teach them um, how to um, contribute to this world, to live fully, I do that as unto the Lord. The things I do in my home to care for the people I love, I do it as unto the Lord. And I am changing the world that God has called me to in this season. Don't diminish the season you're in because it diminishes what God can do in you and through you. And I'm going to close with this. Changing your world um, isn't just part, this isn't just Hopeland's vision. It's not just a cute part of our vision. We want to be a church that changes the world, the world that we're called to. But in order to do that, we want to be able to teach you to, to be people who want to change their world as well. This isn't just about um, the church and what the church wants to do. This is broken down to the people who are the church, and that's you. Just as John prepared people for Jesus' coming, we're here preparing people for Jesus' return. That is our single most important purpose in this earth. It's for people to know who Jesus is. And that can only happen when we remember who we are, people created with God's purpose embedded inside of us. It can only happen when we know our season. Seasons will come and go. <laughs> Don't stay too long in one place or move too fast into something new. Know and recognize the voice of God in your life. Train yourself to recognize his voice in your life. He will speak to you in a way that you can hear him and recognize him. His word is the best way to know who he is. Time in his presence is the best way to come to know how he speaks to you and to know his heart. <laughs> Fight the doubt. Doubt will come. It's going to come. 
You can't, you can't prevent, it's gonna come. It will come hard and it'll come fast. Our hope and trust is in him. Circle back around to truth and stay there. It begins with knowing who Jesus is and making him Lord of your life. And if you don't know who Jesus is, I wanna give you the opportunity to do so right now. I'm gonna pray a prayer and I want you to repeat after me. Say, God, I'm a sinner and I need you. Jesus, I invite you into my heart. Be my Lord, be my savior. Change my life so I can honor you and change my world. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, yay! You're on the way to changing your world and, and coming to know Jesus, the best thing, the best person that will ever affect your life. Um, but if you said that prayer, I want you to text the word GROW to 323-405-3232. We wanna grow with you. We wanna go on this journey of faith with you and encourage you in what God's called you to do. Hopeland Church, thank you for having me this morning. I uh, had a really good time sharing with you, preaching, and just being able to spend time with you. Um, I pray that you were blessed by the word today. Um, I pray that you were encouraged. I pray that you were able to grab something um, from this and that the Holy Spirit ministers to your heart. So until the next time, be blessed. I love you and I'll see you soon. I hope you enjoyed the message. My prayer is that you will change your world as a result of what you listen to today. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings and remember to follow us on social media. Peace.